What's up, everybody? All right. I don't even have an intro for this episode. It doesn't matter. So I decided to make this episode just because, you know, at this point in my life, I've become someone who, well, I have, I have a lot of controversial opinions on different topics. I'm not like super, super extreme, not like super hardcore conspiracy theorist. I mean, I actually do consider myself a low-level conspiracy theorist, if that's uh, if that's the right way to phrase it. And you'll see some of that in some of these controversial opinions that I have in this episode. So these are 10 things. I'm going to run through each one of them pretty quick. 10 things that I... Uh, well, have what I consider a controversial opinion on. Uh, some of them more controversial than others. Um, and certainly, like, you could debate these with me. You know, most of these are backed up by my own thought processes, research, things like that. I'm just going to give a brief overview, maybe spend about, like, two minutes on each one or something like that. I don't know. The episode only, sh- only should take, like, 20 minutes, I'm thinking. And like I said, I'm sure there are counter-arguments and stuff like that. Um, more than happy to hear them. If anybody wants to come on the podcast and debate with me any of these or all of these specific points let's do it but uh yeah so here we go here are 10 of my probably not the only 10 there's probably more but 10 of my con- controversial opinions okay number one um sunscreen and sunglasses are mostly not necessary okay so i'm a big believer in the sun being a very positive influence on our health these days and i think that the system as i call it the healthcare system and everything like that has got us afraid of the sun they want us wearing sunscreen all the time anytime we go outside they want us wearing it every Every freaking day, especially on our face, they want us wearing sunglasses all the time. When, in my opinion, the sun is a super powerful force for our health. Okay, when we well, vitamin D is extremely important for our immunity, has other functions. Most of us, particularly in uh, northern climates like where I live, chronically low in vitamin D. Um, we need a lot of sun, as much sun as we can get. The sun is also good for our circadian rhythms, helps us sleep better at night, regulates our circadian rhythms, our hormones, blah, blah, blah. Any sort of exposure to natural light, to sunlight that we can get is usually very good. Um, sunglasses, I mean, I used to wear sunglasses all the time. Now I basically never do. I think that... Um, like the only the big risk in my opinion seems to be just like cataracts but i've seen cataract surgeries done and it's like this is just not that big a deal if this is the worst thing that ever happens to me getting cataracts i don't know but once again why not wear sunglasses because our eyes need to be exposed to natural light for our health once again this is what resets our circadian rhythms helps balance out our hormones um, such as producing more melatonin at night when we're supposed to more cortisol earlier in the day when we're supposed to we live in this artificial world with all these artificial lights It's got everything out of whack. This is one of the biggest reasons that we are as ill as we are, okay? So sunscreen and sunglasses, in my opinion, um, are industries that, you know, they're billion-dollar industries, whatever, probably, and I just think it's two things that they're just selling us on, and it's an agenda that they're pushing on us that is probably more detrimental to our health um, than it is good. And yes, of course, the the skin cancer thing is real. If I were to go outside and spend four hours out on the beach, you know, in Brazil on the middle of the hot day, I would probably put some sunscreen on, but for everyday use, I just don't think it's worth it. I think that the pros of sun exposure directly to the skin without sunscreen outweigh the cons for most of us for the most part. And I'm happy to debate that all day. It's a nuanced topic, but very like all these topics, but I'm happy to debate it. Um, Okay, I think that pretty much um, covers it. Plus, a lot of these sunscreens have a bunch of chemicals that we just shouldn't be putting on our skin, just like a lot of these other products that we're putting on our skin. Okay, so um, retirement savings is bullshit. All right. 
That's number two. Retirement savings is bullshit. It's a scam. The whole thing. I don't have any retirement savings right now. There were a couple of like times, you know, throughout my late twenties where I kind of decided to start like putting money away for retirement. Um, you know, the whole 401k, 403b thing. I work for an organization that has a 403b, which is like a 401k for nonprofits, and I put zero now, zero percent of my paycheck into it. I finally decided, you know what? No, I'm quitting this stupid system. Screw it. I don't care if they match how much I put in, okay? It doesn't matter to me. The reason is because why the heck am I saving up for some time when I'm 65 years old and I retire? So I'm putting money into an account, which I can't take out without a penalty. Believe me, I have taken money out of these retirements, retirement accounts twice with a penalty before. Um, and so I'm just like, no, no more putting money into retirement. I clearly have a tendency to keep wanting to take it out to spend money in the here and now, so stop doing it. So now I don't put money into retirement accounts anymore. Why? Because it's like, okay, I'm saving up for this date of when I'm 65 years old. God, what a dumb system to live in. You see her saying, oh, well, okay, it's just a crappy life. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to kind of hate my life. I'm going to work this job that I don't really like for, you know, um, eight hours every day. That's most of every day. I'm going to work it for five days every week. That's most of the week. I'm going to work it for 45 years out of my life. So basically what you're doing when you're sitting here saving up all this money for retirement is you're betting on the fact that you're going to be 65 years old and then live the happiest time ever of your life, right? I'd rather spend the money on things that are useful now, okay? Especially because I figure there's a 30% chance that I'm dead by the time I'm 65. Let's be realistic here statistically. Now, here's the other thing. If I do live to be 65, there's probably a really good chance I actually live a lot longer than that. I mean, something could happen before then. That's why I say like a 30% chance, roughly. I'm just throwing that number out here. 30% chance that I'm dead by 65. So what good was saving the money? Now, 70% chance that I actually do make it that far. If I do get to 65, I think it's pretty likely that I live a lot longer than that just because I do tend to live a healthy lifestyle. And with advances in technology and medicine, I can see us living a lot longer than the average age of 75 or 80, right? And so then what do you do? Because right now the system is set up for you to work for 40 to 45 years, retire at 65. This is, you know, U.S. talking, but retire at 65 and then die by the time you're about 80, right? You have enough money to do that. You probably save up enough money, Social Security and retirement and stuff like that. It'll keep you alive for 15 years, whatever. But if you ain't dead or close to dead by 80, well, then all of a sudden, you're going to have to figure out other ways to get income. The reason that I don't care about retirement savings right now is because, A, there's a decent chance I might be dead by the time I'm 65, and B, because I'm like, well, if I'm 65 uh, plus, and I'm not doing, see, I'm a very driven individual. If I'm 65 plus and I'm not doing something that is good for the world and that has value to make money, you might as well just kill me anyway. Anyway, this whole retirement thing is a scam. All right, so number three, COVID was mostly BS, mostly BS. Okay, I believe the virus is real, but here, here's a better way to put that. I've done a whole episode on this before, but I think that COVID was something that powerful people took great advantage of, and it wasn't much more than a mild cold, or you know, not a mild cold, but it wasn't much more than a cold or a regular flu for the most part. I believe I had it actually twice. Um, and for the record, I did get two vaccines, kind of I caved basically, didn't get any boosters. But I think that what COVID was, is was a real virus, but then powerful people took great advantage of it. Um, I don't think the whole thing was some massive conspiracy, but I think that it was a thing that happened that powerful people took a great advantage of us on. And um, yeah, I mean, this is really not even that controversial of an opinion at this point. Obviously, I have friends who are on both sides of the debate. Um, and it's like a seven hour debate at this point. But my opinion on COVID is it is just greatly, greatly overblown. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. I mean, yeah, COVID, um, 
yeah, it's a whole monster topic, but COVID was greatly overblown and powerful people really took advantage of us idiots. Okay, number four, um, you know, this, depending on what part of the world you're in, may or may not be controversial, but I am pro-life at this point. I am pro-life, not pro-choice on abortion. I did another episode on this as well, but why am I pro-life at this point? Well, part of it is personal experience, just going through a relationship where I was in a relationship with a woman who had a son. Uh, well, you know, she still has a son, obviously. We are no longer together. I still am lucky enough to get to see him. He is not my biological son, uh, but I guess having this child in my life, number one, um, this this young boy was not a uh, planned pregnancy, so he could have easily been aborted. Thank goodness, uh, he to you know his mother. Um, he, you know, my ex girlfriend. He was not, uh, so he got a chance to live. And I think having that experience. Um, you know, having a child in my life, even though I'm not a parent, made me realize if I ever get any woman pregnant, um, I am pushing as hard as possible to have that baby because it does. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's a total. I don't drink alcohol anymore, but even if it's like a total drunken one night stand, if I get a woman pregnant, I am pushing as hard as possible to have the baby. Okay, like I no to me, I just I, <laughs> getting to have a child in my life was one of the greatest things I've ever had the opportunity to do. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I think that on a personal level, that kind of gives me, I know, I know that women will say like, oh, well, you know, you're a man, you wouldn't have to go through it, whatever, you know, you wouldn't have to go through the pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get that. But like I said, um, if I get the opportunity to be a father, regardless of my relationship with the mother, even if we hate each other, I am going to welcome that opportunity. Now, the other thing, statistically, I just think that, you know, people, I do believe there should maybe be exceptions, yeah, for things, you know, like rape, incest, and when the mother's health is at stake. However, the statistics will show that those are very, very rare cases. We're talking like less, I mean, I don't know about the mother's health thing, but like rape and incest are both like 1% or less of cases. Plus, abortions in the United States, the, the numbers are astronomically high. It is literally like, um, I want to say it's something between like, is it like 10%? of all fetuses have been aborted in the last like 50 years. It used to be higher. It used to be higher, but I think with contraceptive methods now, it's been a little bit better. But the point is there are still so many abortions. Like when you live in a country, 10% is not the right number, but it's something close to that. It's definitely over 5% and probably under 20%, but it's somewhere like around 10%. Is it like 700,000, um, you know, abortions per year? When you're living in a country that is aborting 10%, let's just ballpark it at 10%, 10% of the babies that it is conceiving, that is not a good strategy for long-term population growth and for a good stable society. And there's a lot of reasons behind this. What are the problems? We could go into that. I talked about that more in the abortion episode, but long story short, I am pro-life and we have to do something about all of these abortions that don't have anything to do with, you know, rape, incest, or the women's health being at stake. Okay. So, um, Number five, Wi-Fi and cellular networks are not good for our health and can be dangerous. Now, I'm not going as far as to say like 5G causes cancer, causes COVID. I think that it could cause cancer if you sat next to, you know, if you literally just put your 5G phone on your body all day long, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the road, you would have cancer because of the cellular damage. Here's the thing. There is data to show out there, and there've been a lot of studies on this and more will come out, but there is data to show that the uh, the continued exposure to these low levels of radiation from things like Wi-Fi and from things like cellular networks, 5G and even 4G, 3G, etc., it can do damage to our body's cells. And in fact, you'll even find if you like look in your cell phone that the cell phone manual it's, it, itself will say like, it words it really strange, but it's like um, due to the 
to meet the distance requirement, we'd recommend that you don't touch the phone. <laughs> like it literally says in your phone's manual that you should not touch your phone because it may not be safe to have direct contact with the body. And it recommends, you know, putting it on speakerphone or using, you know, headphones or something like that, right? Um, and so, you know, <laughs> but as the liver king said, I know he's a controversial figure now, but I do go by what he says. Don't put your phone next to your dick and balls, okay? Uh, because there's a lot of evidence to show that having your phone next to your genitals all day long um, for males in particular can do harm to the sperm and has a greater chance of making us have babies with some sort of abnormalities abnormalities in the future okay um, now some people will, Google will tell you well no it doesn't do any damage because this is non-ionizing radiation as opposed to ionizing radiation like you know x-rays and things like that but I think it's a lot more of a gray area than Google is willing to admit okay so be a little careful with 5g and these cellular networks don't overdo it okay so um, number six where are we at on this college is mostly stupid okay the university's colleges system in the United States is mostly stupid sure like it's the quickest I mean even nowadays I don't even know it's not even really a guarantee that you're gonna get a good job if you have a college degree like sure it's been and my mom's gonna hate me for this part but it's okay um, she paid for my college so I love her um, but it's mostly stupid. Like, it, they give you a degree. I mean, like, 80% of the subjects are just kind of useless anyway. Like, I studied international relations, and had I not learned languages, because languages wasn't even, like, a direct part of it. Like, yeah, I learned Spanish and Arabic very well when I was in college, but that wasn't even, like, part of the curriculum. Like, international relations and all these liberal arts degrees are mostly useless. If you get some sort of a degree in, like, a hard skill, whether it's engineering or, you know, you're a doctor or whatever, like, good. I can go with that. You know, law school, I don't know. We could debate lawyers another day. But like the college and university system and just kind of school in general is mostly stupid because they teach you all these things about how to write a thousand book reports and cite a million sources, but they don't teach you how to pay taxes. They don't teach you how to hunt or cook or grow food. They don't teach. I mean, they maybe teach you how to cook like barely. But the point is they don't they teach you all of this like academic crap and they don't teach you how to live in the real world. And there are a lot of other things that they don't teach you in school that they should. OK, um, and college is just an extension of that. It's mostly stupid. College campuses on the United States states um, are not anywhere you know anything good for preparing most of us for the real world uh, I think preparing for the real world like if I could go back and do it I would probably just try to either get like a trade skill or like just go straight into the workforce right when I was 18 years old and learn some real freaking life lessons rather than going to a university um, but that's just me um, what else? I mean, and, and then most of our colleges here in the United States are just like breeding grounds for like hardcore liberal extremists, leftists uh, at this point. But I think that that's kind of maybe going to start to change soon now that everybody knows it. Okay, so um, let's see. Number seven, dun, 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 dun. Depression and anxiety are not nearly as legitimate as people think. I didn't say they're not real. I did not say they're not real, okay? But I am becoming a big believer that all of this overdiagnosis of depression, anxiety, OCD, ADHD, I mean, we all have ADHD at this point. We all have ADD and ADHD. We can't pay attention to anything for more than 10 seconds, okay? We have TikTok and Instagram and all this crap. We can't do it. But that's not because we all have these inherent diseases such as depression, anxiety, and ADHD. It's not a freaking disease. It's because of the way we live our lives, all right? We have ADHD because we sit here looking at these devices all day that give us three-second videos, and then before we can get to the fourth second, we get another video that pops up that's more exciting. We have depression and anxiety because we sit on these devices all day, and we don't do any of the challenging things that humans are supposed to do, and we don't get outside enough and move our bodies enough, okay? This is what we're supposed to do. We also don't sleep at night because we're hooked to these stupid devices. Now, I'm not going to sit here and debate and say, like, Okay, depression and anxiety, you know, clinical depression, um, generalized anxiety, 
anxiety disorder, disorder, PTSD, I do believe that there is a place where these things are definitely real and maybe even certain cases where they should be medicated. Very, very few cases in my opinion. I'm a big anti, I mean, I'm anti-pharma in a lot of ways. I'm big anti um, psychiatric medications in general. I've known multiple people who have been on Lexapro and other SSRIs. These are serotonin, selective serotonin uptake re-inhibitors or reuptake inhibitors. And um, it just, it's, it's never good. It's, it's better, it seems, when they get weaned off of them, honestly. Um, so not a fan of that at all. Honestly, I just think that the solution to most of this quote-unquote depression and anxiety that we suffer from in the modern world where we're chock full of these first world problems that wouldn't even have been a problem 50 years ago, most of the solution is through physical endeavors. It's getting out. It's seeing the sun. It's doing some exercise. It's eating right. It's sleeping properly. It's having sex. Like literally, it's doing these physical things to snap ourselves out of these temporary states, okay? Because yes, states of depression and anxiety are real things, but all they are is notifications telling us that we need to take some sort of action, okay? We need to change something. Okay, I'm depressed. What do I do to make sure that that thing doesn't happen again in the future? I'm anxious, okay? I'm nervous about something. What do I do to try to improve the likely result or outcome of this thing that I'm nervous about in the future, okay? You just take action. Depression, anxiety, it's incredibly overdiagnosed. Um, people tell me all the time, Sean, you should get therapy because of the issues that you've had in your relationships and stuff. I'm not going to therapy, all right? I'm not going to therapy. I'm going to the weight room, okay? This is what solves the issues for me. And no, if you think that I am bad enough that I need therapy, you're the one who needs therapy, okay? <laughs> because like literally, if I were to walk into a therapist's office, any therapist with a brain would look at me and be like, well, let's see. You are a 33-year-old male who grew up in the United States um, and you are physically fit, you are supposedly good looking, you have a job that makes you a good salary, uh, you have a place to live, you have no known health issues really. What the hell do you have to be depressed and anxious about? Get out of my office, okay? We have no reason to be getting all this therapy for our quote unquote anxiety and depression which may not be real sometimes, all right? so. Let's see, number eight. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> soulmates are not real. I do not believe in soulmates. This is probably not even that controversial, like here in the US. I mean, I think most people would agree with me, like, yeah, maybe true love does exist, but I just cannot for one second believe that there is only like one and only, the one and only someone, that one person that's my destiny out there. Not, not buying it. I'm sorry. Like, if you think about it, I just, I always do the math on this. Like, well, let's see. Probably around four billion. Uh, women on this planet, four billion females, and I'm a heterosexual heterosexual male. I um, you know prefer females, and so let's see. Out of those four billion, if you take the age range and say, well, I want women between the ages of eh, maybe maybe 22 to to 35 is the age range that I'm looking for right now. If I were to find a partner, okay, so that's probably about 20% of the female population. So we're down to probably just under one billion. We got maybe 800 billion, 800 million that I could be interested in. Probably out of those 800 million, let's say that 100 million of them are going to be physically attractive to me. Out of the 100 million, how many of them, you know, would share the same language and some of the same other qualities that I'm looking for? Okay, we might be down in the like tens of millions. There's probably like tens of millions of women on this planet that if I met under the right circumstances, I could fall in love with and start a family with, all right? I just ain't buying this whole soulmate, soulmates thing. I ain't that religious. It is what it is. All right. Let's see. Um, number nine, there's no such thing as good or evil. I don't believe in good or evil either. 
you know, all the religions and all that stuff, they talk about it. I just, I really don't believe it. And this is one of those that like among some of the people who I follow and am inspired by, it's one area where I kind of disagree with them. Like if you take, okay, like, like Jocko Willink, for example, I've talked about him on the podcast before. I'm a big fan. He's a former Navy SEAL. He's the discipline guy. He's always discipline equals freedom, extreme ownership. Like I love his stuff. Now he's one of those guys based on his military background, his experience in Iraq. You know, he talks about what we're fighting over there is pure evil. When you see pure evil, what these people are doing to women and children, whatever, you know. I mean, the atrocities of war are, are always bad. I am not one who believes in good and evil at this point. I think that all of us have the capacity for good. All of us have the capacity for evil. I think when we, number one, I think that when we see people doing evil things, it's, you know, I mean, and he has, I guess, seen it with his own eyes. But I think a lot of us don't even see this stuff with our own eyes. We are um, just given a picture from the media, which I'm going to come back to in a minute, uh, point number 10, uh, and we assume that someone is evil or whatever. But I think that all of the things that all of us do in life, for the most part, are a product of our upbringing and our life circumstances, okay? I think that me, you, everybody else that's listening to this is capable of evil. I think that we're all capable of good and we're all capable of, of evil, quote unquote, or of bad deeds based on the circumstances, all right? And this is the thing like like with war, you know, whenever there's a war, it's like, okay, oh, well, you know, our country was obviously the good guys and the other country was the bad guys. Oh, really? Is that how the other country, is that how their people think about it? Like, is that how the rest of the world think? <laughs> like, like, this is all subjective, okay? This is all a matter of, uh, of opinion in the cases of like war and things like that. Um, I just, I don't believe in good and evil. I believe in human beings that we're all trying to survive and do our best for ourselves and maybe for those closest to us. Um, and, you know, as a result of that, some bad things happen when there are conflicts of, you know, conflicts of interest with other people. And it's, um, you know, it's not a win-win for everybody, so to speak. All right. So last one, number 10, most media is fake news. <laughs> most. All right. Not totally fake, but most media is just crap. I mean, most of the stuff we hear on the news is meant to manipulate us in some way. All right. And like, there's like, out of those nine topics, almost all of these have some element of the media. Now, I'm not trying to be like super Donald Trump here and be like, oh, the fake news. But I mean, literally, like you could watch the news. You could go turn on CNN right now here in the United States uh, or Fox or whatever, you know, and you're going to hear things like you're definitely going to be like, well, I should never go to Mexico because if I go to get, I go to Mexico, I'm going to get kidnapped by the cartels for sure. Um, I should never go to this place in the world. I should you know, like they're going to tell you. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's <laughs> and then like you go to these places and you're like, oh, this is a nice place. Like, let's <laughs> let's let's take the listeners since we have a lot of people from Colombia, right? Like, if you listen to people in the U.S. based on what they've heard in the news about Colombia, be like, oh, Medellin, Colombia. That's like the Pablo Escobar place. Like, you're going to get kidnapped, like, right away, right? Like, what are you... <laughs> it's like, all right, that was like, it was maybe more dangerous in the 90s. Like, literally, Medellin is a probably a safer city person for person than Minneapolis, than the city that I live in right now. Minneapolis has not been that great over the last, like, five years. All right? And, you know, we could... Yeah. You know, we could debate all day about, like, which cities around the world are safe and which ones are not. But the point is, is like, the media is just kind of designed to keep us in fear and it's just it's, it's manipulating the shit out of us i'm sorry i just i can't do it that's why i like to make episodes every now and then on here where i just laugh about the news like i just <laughs> most of it is just, it's just ridiculous to the point that it entertains me sometimes there's some truth to it okay there is some truth to it but there's it's always spun in a way to manipulate us <sighs> all right i've spoken 
Those are my 10 controversial opinions. I went through those fast. I, know I get kind of riled up and just start speaking quick, but whatever. It is what it is. So, curious to hear you guys' comments.